Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Mariners podcast. I'm Allison Footer and I am here with Greg Johns because, wow, we had some breaking news uh, during the holiday week. And um, Greg, I guess we weren't shocked that this happened, but um, what was your reaction when the Mariners traded James Paxton to the Yankees of all teams? For uh, three pretty good, three good, pretty good players. What, what did you make of all that? Yeah, I mean, you, it was pretty clear this was going to come. Uh, you know, Depoto is not not hidden from the fact of how he wants to to uh, you know ex- extend their uh, window, I guess, of opportunity to go get a little younger and kind of look into the future more. Uh, so looking to move guys with with short term uh, futures with with Paxton being probably his biggest trade piece there with two years left of of uh, arbitration eligibility before he becomes a free agent. So still with good value and a, and a relatively cheap guy on the market uh, and thus has a lot of value. And, uh, and they, they work that they, they, they checked a lot of, uh, a lot of doors, knocked on a lot of windows, saw what was out there and came up with the Yankees having the best offer. And he made that move uh, to get to get, uh, you know, the Yankees premier prospect left-hander, Justice Sheffield who's the, the key piece of that deal, but the two other pretty good players as, as well with the, with the young right-hander Eric Swanson that they think can, uh, can also be a, a guy in that rotation mix going forward and, and uh, before not too long, and a young outfielder in Dom Thompson-Williams who uh, is a, a lower-level prospect but but one they really like. So uh, three good pieces for uh, with six years of team control, and I think that's the big issue when you're talking about these moves that Jerry's making is getting guys for a, for a longer period of time and, uh, and, and giving up uh, guys with, with a shorter window. So... Tough to lose Paxton, uh, both both personally and professionally. Great guy, good good dude in the clubhouse, a wonderful guy to work with, and heck of a guy on the mound when he was rolling. Uh, we saw the no-hitter last year and what he could do out there. That was no fluke. He's, uh, he's one of the better left-handers in the league. Yeah, so I guess Sheffield is probably the closest to making the roster and rotation. I mean, is that something that we should be looking for, like, this upcoming season? Or uh, with Sheffield, is that um, is that where we're going with this? Yeah, he definitely could be a, a guy who's going to come to spring with a good chance. I mean, he's 22 years old, so he's young, but uh, he is a guy one of the, one of the better left-handers and in, in left-handed prospects in baseball. Uh, this is a team that that now has some uh, <laughs> has a need for some starters. I mean, you take Paxton out of there, somebody's going to have to be there uh, down down the road. So Sheffield, I think, definitely going to get a good look. He's got a very brief cup of coffee with the Yankees in, in the bullpen at the end of last year, but uh, a guy who was at AAA and pitched very well there and. And uh, certainly, they're looking, 
you know, I, I don't know that he'll be on the opening day roster, but I suspect he have a, a pretty good chance. And if he shows well in spring that, uh, that he would be there. And, and, and Eric Swanson, the other kid, the tw- little older, 25, a little further uh, developed age-wise, but it was a triple-A last year as well. And uh, I, I don't know that he'd break camp with them next year, but certainly a guy that, that DePoto said we very well could see next year at some point in the, in the rotation as well. So, yeah, a couple, you know, that, this is where they're looking. Is they're not going to bring these guys in and, and just bury them in the minors. I think they want to see what these guys are. They're getting kind of major league ready guys, not low level guys, but the major league ready prospects. And so Jerry DePoto described this as a reimagining of the roster and not a rebuild. And I, you know, I, I kind of, I like that word first of all, but I think rebuild in today's kind of modern times um, sort of has a stigma attached to it. It's, it's, it's got a kind of scary connotation that goes along with it because you think rebuild and you think, Oh my goodness, like what the Astros did with just like breaking it down to bare bones and, and needing five years to, to do it again, uh, you know, to get back into contention, the Cubs, kind of doing the same thing and it seems like like you said I mean these guys that they got are either major league ready or just about to be major league ready and so I would imagine that that's why he says a reimagining of the roster in terms of uh, wanting to I guess maybe just like take a step back in 2019 and then be right back in their contention in 2020 is that is that realistic yeah that's his, that's his exact word just take a step back in order to take two steps forward and and uh... Yeah, they, they've been very open about it since really the day after the, the season ended that, you know, Jerry said, they, they look, you got to be realistic about the situation. Uh, you know, they won 89 games at, a, at an excellent season record-wise, but we're well short of a, of a wild card spot. And he's looking at the teams above him, you know, the Yankees, the Astros, the Red Sox, the Indians, uh, even the A's, that, you know, young squad that were, were very good this year and saying, you know, we, it's going to be tough to keep on the path we're at and compete with those teams. And we're not in this to try to maybe get the second wild card spot next year. We want to be a team that's pushed forward and, and be legitimately a playoff contender year after year. And he said, you know, maybe we have to, to reevaluate and keep adding guys for a year or two here. That, that's, that's going to get us another win, another loss here. There you get, we need to take some, some dramatic steps. And then this is what they're doing. You know, they traded Mike Zanino, uh, to get younger with Malik Smith. Now they've traded Paxton to get some some young pitchers and a young outfielder. I, I think we're going to see more of this. Uh, uh, is it a reimagining? Is it a rebuild? I mean, I think what he's staying away from, Allison, is he doesn't like th- this is a teardown. He's not he he's not saying we're going to take this thing down to just nothing. We're not going to get rid of you know the 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 uh, Marco Gonzalez's and the Mitch Hanegers and the Edwin Diaz's. You know, th- these are our core guys, but they're they're four or five year team control guys. And we want guys with that group to push forward and not be bringing in guys in their mid thirties and spending big money in free agency and guys, you know, frankly, they got, they got that now with the Robinson Canoes and, and uh, you know, the Kyle Sear guys are wrapped up for long-term contracts that, that not working. Let's step back, go with that young group, really build for that and see where we can go with this thing. Yeah, I would think that be, I mean, 89 wins. So you look at it with having, let's say that you bring somebody, you know, to look at that, that has absolutely no knowledge of baseball and had, did not watch a single game last year. 89 wins. Pretty good. Um, the fact that they were on pace for 100 wins for the first four months of the season, um, I would think that DePoto obviously would be the first one to say um, there are some major issues there because it was an absolute disaster of an August to September. Um, and so they really, I would think that they really aren't looking at the win total as much as, oh my goodness, what happened? And yes, we can't continue on this 
kind of trajectory, um, 89 wins does not equate to 93 next year. I guess they're being realistic. Yeah, I mean, in, in, if you totally realistic, they won a lot of close games last year. They're they're uh, you know they're they're uh, winning. They're they're plus minus. They were minus I think 34 runs something like that on the season. Well below. You know, what would you look at typically a, a winning team to have in, in uh, run differential? So, you know, how much weight you put on that is, I guess, you know, depends how you view things. Uh, you know, whether you can put that season again together again with the same group, probably not when you're aging core. I think that's what you're looking at there. I mean, you know, Robinson Cano is not getting younger. Nelson Cruz not getting younger. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Kyle Seeger, 30 years old, had a disappointing season. Uh, you know, they, they, Felix Hernandez, you know, another year left on his contract, not not getting younger. I mean, that was the core they had before. And basically what Jerry has said, that we can't continue trying to just prop up that core. We, we need the younger core and, and go with that. And I think that's really the key is, is uh, you know, those guys in their mid-30s to, you know, range. That's you got to be awfully, awfully uh, good around them to make it. And, and that's just a tough Tough thing to do, uh, you know, in Major League Baseball right now to support guys. Or, you know, Felix Hernandez, who's, who's really not giving you much, and you're paying him $27 million. You got to figure out another way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a core group. When you have a when you when you have your core that are over thirty, it never it never works. It's literally like not an exaggeration to say that is never a working formula. Um, kind of reminds me a little bit of the Pirates when they traded uh, Garrett Cole and um, Andrew McCutcheon, and everyone in Pittsburgh freaked out. And it turns out. Um, you know, kind of the players that they were getting back were players that were going to help them be ready now. And it, it wasn't so much a rebuild. And Andrew McCutcheon, of course, um, you know, was kind of on the downside of his career. It's hard for fans to see it that way, but it's up to the front office to do, you know, what they, to, to use their expertise to know how to do this stuff. Um, and so I would think that the Mariners are probably, um, I, I, I am in agreement with a lot of what they're doing. I think that they're right on track. It's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I, I look at the Oakland A's and, and, I've looked forever at them and said, "Oh, they're they're punting this season. They're they're you know back to, way back. Sometimes they're getting rid of even their pretty young prospects to get younger. And somehow they seem to manage to put together some pretty good clubs out of that group. You know, credit to the A's for making you know wise moves. But uh, you know, it's not impossible to to get younger and better at the same time. I think we all kind of think, well, you know, sometimes these moves are just you know you're you're just giving up. But not always. I mean, sometimes this stuff can surprise you. So I'm curious. It's gonna be fun to." to see how this plays out. The difficulty also with the Mariners, they, they can't just get rid of some of these older guys we just talked about. You know, Robinson Cano's contract is not one that's easy to move. Uh, they're probably going to have to live with Felix another year unless they just give him away. Uh, you know, Kyle Seager, a lot of money. So that it's not like they can just, you know, punt all those guys. They're going to still have some, some pretty veteran guys and still, still capable players. I mean, Cano was very good last year. So it's not like, uh, not like they're not getting anything out of him. They're just saying, hey, we can't just, that's not all our future. We need to get younger and, and go with that. And then let's see where it goes. Yeah, so that brings me to uh, our final topic, and that do you think that there's other potential moves to be made by Jerry Depoto? And I say that kind of chuckling because, of course, there are moves coming. It's Jerry Depoto we're talking about. Um, so, where do you think that he's going to go next, and what areas uh, need to be improved before this season gets started? Well, they need a catcher, Allison. They they got rid of Mike Zanino, and they they literally have you know one catcher on their forty minutes, David Freitas, who's a who was a backup last year that shuffled between AAA and the majors, and. Uh, and they've obviously got to go get a catcher now that they, you know, they built center field with Malik Smith, got got younger, faster, and, and pretty interesting out there. Um, uh, eager to see him out in center field next year, uh, breakout year at the Rays this, this past season. So 
Uh, you got to get a catcher. I, you know, I, I think they're going to probably try the same things. No, no secret here. They're probably going to get a guy that's, you know, major league ready on that cusp. Maybe he's had a little experience. You know, I, I'm going to throw out the name Carson Kelly's guy with the, the Cardinals is a, a young guy blocked there with the Cardinals, but a uh, you know, guy with, with, uh, I think five or six years of team control, one of the top catching prospects in baseball. And maybe that's the kind of guy they try to land and, you know, how do they get them? Uh, I guess is the question. You know, they, they still have some pieces. Uh, and I look, who are they moving here? They moved Zanino, they moved Paxton. These are guys, you know, really in, in prime years, but with short windows of both with just two seasons before they become free agents. Uh, Alex Colomay is a guy I look at that same boat. He's uh, that same situation, two more years, uh, a pretty valuable guy. That was a, a closer established closer with the Rays, And, and, uh, and they brought in a setup man here behind Diaz, but, He's got some pretty good value. I think the Cardinals might be interested in a guy like that. They're looking for a closer. Uh, they've got some pieces. Uh, everybody says, hey, they got to trade Edwin Diaz. They could get a boatload for him, and that certainly would be interesting. They could get a boatload for Edwin. Uh, at this point, Jerry uh, saying, hey, Hanniger, Marco, Edwin, these kind of guys, these are not guys we want to deal. These are the kind of guys with, with long-term commitments we would like to build around. So he's not, he's not looking to move those kind of guys, but he also is leaving that door open and saying, hey, you know, you never say never, and if somebody blows your doors off with a with a deal, sometimes you got to make it. So I don't expect you know Diaz, the Haniger, uh, Marco to go. Uh, you, you never know. Gene Segura is a guy that names been bounced around a little bit. He could have value on the trade market. Uh, they, they get they they still have some pieces. D Gordon, Cano, both at second base. Do they keep? You know, they move Cano to first. Do they keep Gordon at second. Do they trade Segura? Move Gordon to short. I mean, there's some options here. You know, Jerry's going to pull something. What it is, I don't know, but I do know, as you say, he he will be making moves. I expect to have more stories to write here as we go forward. Yeah, I don't think that there's going to be a moment that you're going to really be resting a whole lot this offseason with the team that you cover. So good stuff, Greg. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. Uh, We'll talk to you after the holiday. You bet. Enjoy your turkey day. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.